Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Bob Limke, uh, Chief Commercial Officer of Mobile Locker. So thank you so much, Bob, for being in the show. Appreciate it a lot. You're very welcome. Great to be here today, June. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Bob. And Mobile Locker is a platform that allows field reps to access the most relevant content uh, at an individualized level. So share that content via any engagement channel and track the interaction with the content in an unprecedented manner. So basically, Mobile Locker works with pharma uh, med device clients to remove like the complexity around HCP access and engagement. So Bob right here is like helping this business, this 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 business with innovative platform to grow. And if I'm not mistaken, you have extensive experience in sales and business development. So when I say driving revenue and growth, that's basically your gym. And uh, undoubtedly, that's one of the most difficult roles to play in a business. That's pretty. That's something that I'm pretty certain about. So, what's driving you, Bob? Uh, where is this like enthusiasm like, coming from? Can you can you tell me a little bit more about your like background? Sure. Yeah. So, great question. So, yeah. So, you did you did a really nice job, uh, kind of outlining our business model and what we do. So, we 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 sell pretty much exclusively into the pharma space. So, we sell to the pharma manufacturers, some medical device. Um, with with a focus on field reps and their uh, need and and desire to get in front of healthcare professionals. So these are people who are typically calling on the docs uh, in the field who drive the revenue associated with brands, whether it's a pharma brand or a medical device piece of equipment or whatever it might be. The the docs are the ones who typically drive scripts or. Um, that type of activity, which ultimately turns into revenue for their company. What these field people always are looking for is value to be driven and provided back to the HCP. So our platform gives them that capacity. We kind of feel here at Mobile Locker that a lot of these companies have kind of, kind of forgotten about the rep. They're investing in long-term projects of around AI, around machine learning, around um, CRM initiatives and things like that. But at the end of the process, there is a rep in the field who's working day to day to get in front of their targets, to get in front of the people that drive their business. And they're simply looking for tools for arrows in their quiver um, that gives them more access, more engagement, and ultimately more brand intimacy. That's what we do here. So my background, uh, I've been here about three and a half years. Uh, I have a long personal relationship with the CEO and founder of the company. Uh, I did a little dabbling with the company on a kind of consulting basis, almost like a friend, um, just kind of helping with some things throughout the course of time. About three and a half years ago, he tapped me on the shoulder and basically said, hey, he needs a partner, uh, wanted to bring somebody in to help him uh, kind of sit at the leadership level in the company and grow the business. Um, it was a good time for me to do it. And so um, I jumped at the opportunity. And so you asked kind of where my enthusiasm and my energy comes from. It's in driving and building uh, something from the ground up, uh, which is super exciting. We have amazing value that we provide to our clients. Uh, we, we deliver absolutely incredible return on investment. Um, we do it quick. Uh, the people who use Mobile Locker love Mobile Locker. They typically will you know, shout it from the mountaintop uh, how much they love Mobile Locker. So my background has been um, largely enterprise sales with uh, software companies. So I've done a couple tours at Salesforce. I worked for Cognos IBM, some analytics companies, 
Um, and this is really my first opportunity to actually be a foundational uh, driver in the success of the company. And that that's kind of a, obviously a great way to build, um, you know, passion and enthusiasm. That's amazing. And I, I totally agree with that one that um, reps are pretty important, especially if they have like the soft skills. So AI, chat, GPT around, pretty helpful in generating like content, like creating outlines, but soft skills, these are being uh, filled in by, by these reps. So 100%. And I know you've experienced like myriad of uh, challenges. So you've been through a lot of challenges just to get where you are right now. But my question, um, Bob, is what's like the greatest challenge that you experience in sales? And how did you like um, overcome that? Uh, great question. So uh, do you mean specifically to Mobile Locker or just kind of in general? In, in general, with your experience in sales yeah. space. So I think it's, so look, here's the thing. I think the, the, the toughest thing personally for me in my sales career um, has, has historically been probably similar to a lot of people. And that's just getting, getting in, right. Getting in the deal, getting in front of the right people at the right time in the right place. Um, I think that's a, a it, it's kind of a significant challenge that, that all salespeople face, right. You hear about, you know, what, what's the balance between building pipeline and cold calling and inbound leads versus outbound activity and all those types of things. And I think that every salesperson in the world struggles with that, struggles with simply getting enough at-bats, getting in front of enough people um, in an effort to, to solve for business challenges and, and things that, that the client is looking for in terms of how they can move their business forward. So I think that is always the biggest challenge that salespeople have is this just this idea of getting in, right? Getting in the room, getting into the opportunity. And um, I don't think anyone really out there has that solved. I totally agree, agree with that one, like 100%. And like the amount of rejection, trying to get in there, and then the amount of rejection that you've experienced, it, it's also like substantial. So... um. Another thing that I'm, I'm curious about is like, how do you keep up with the latest trends in development, especially with um, AI around like chat GPT? Yeah, well, you know, things are moving pretty fast, right? Um, particularly with uh, some of the AI technologies that are out there. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in AI and the impact of AI, right? I think that one of the things that we haven't solved for yet in, in terms of AI is the contextual um, kind of things that surround it, right? So, and and a, a machine can learn certain things, and and AI can help us with positioning and with communicating and those types of things. But there's a lot of contextual um, things that go around uh, an opportunity or a relationship or those types of things. And I and I think that that is where where that human touch and that human um, kind of connection will always play a role. Um, so that's kind of, you know, I think there's the, the AI thing is very real and it's very compelling, but I think that there's always going to be that human connection. So, but the answer to your question is in terms of how, how do we keep up? I do a ton of reading. Um, you know, there's, I, I, if, if I showed you my inbox in terms of all of the different blogs and the different newsletters and things like that, that I follow very specific to pharma, um, you know, mostly specific to kind of the business that I'm in right now, but there's all sorts of information out there around 
um, you know, drugs and which drugs are in the pipeline and what companies have drugs in the pipeline. And those things are all compelling to our business. So things that are very compelling to our business, I, I seek out information um, that's available out there. And so that's newsletters, that's, you know, various um, industry leading kind of sources, there's industry leading um, sites and podcasts and webinars and all those types of things that that keep people like me on kind of the cutting edge of what's what's going on in the pharma and med device space. So there, there's no shortage of, of opportunity to kind of make yourself smarter. Um, the other thing we do is we, we attend, I attend a fair amount of conferences and events um, and those types of things, which which are always talking about trends and what's coming and what's what's hot and what's happening in the industry. And that's another really good way to kind of keep keep relevant. Aside from that, you can leverage those to like constantly network, right? Aside from being top of this trends and development, if you agree with that. Yeah. So you, it's funny you hit on networking. Networking is a huge near and dear to my heart, right? Um, I think that that's actually what makes the world ground. We talked about getting in. We talked about the opportunity to be visible in some of the some of the opportunities where you might not otherwise be visible in um, and networking and just having the ability to put yourself out there and get out there and build as many relationships in many different ways as you can, um, I think is a really, really good, good way um, to get yourself positioned into opportunities uh, where, you know, you might not otherwise have the ability to be in there. So that ability to just be really, really networked. Um, and I like to call it connecting the dots, right? Always, always looking for who knows who inside an organization, who can help me position myself inside an organization um, that might be willing to take a risk on me. And so that networking piece is absolutely critical. Connecting the dots. Yeah, I totally agree with that one, like 200%. But I just want to delve in further into that, especially if you are into sales. One of the very important things is like networking. So can you give us like an insight on how do you establish the current network that you have? Like tips in there? Yeah. So um, I talk about this a lot, actually. So I talk about it to, you know, people who like even young people that I kind of mentor and coach and talk to. Um, there is nothing more important in your career than building a solid business network. And, and to be very honest with you, sometimes you, it, it, it's most helpful to do it outside business. Um, things like coaching. Just, you know, finding a, one of your kids' sports teams or your kids' school, volunteering. Volunteering is an amazing way to network, right? So if you put yourself out there um, in the community and you volunteer for community-oriented things, American Cancer Society, like things that are important to the, the kind of the industry or where you're trying to be visible and be relevant, go out, put yourself out there. Um, volunteer. There's nothing more powerful um, in terms of building a network than, than putting yourself out there and, and getting into volunteer activities. You never know who you're going to meet. You'll meet CEOs that you'll be sitting at the table with, that you'll be at a volunteer event with. You'll be doing something together. You'll be at a golf outing, um, whatever it might be. And those are amazing ways to establish relationships just based on, you know, just being genuine. And putting yourself out there and, and having people understand you and knowing what's important to you um, and those relationships, it's amazing how, how they grow and how people like that will help you and will, will put themselves out there uh, in an effort to help you. So there's nothing more, candidly, from my perspective, more powerful in terms of building your network than volunteering. 
That's amazing. And this is like the common pattern that I see. The more I interview these um, experienced people, especially those who are like more than decade in the, the space of their business, it's amazing because that's what they uh, constantly say, like just constantly network, constantly meet people, uh, constantly like provide value to these people that you've met. There's even this one um, one person that I interview, his name is Yash from a fan basis. And one of his like greatest partner right now that helps grow his business, he met that person um, in the bathroom. So <laughs> like what you said, you, you don't know where you're going to meet these people that will like, provide like tremendous value to your business or someone that you can help. So constantly, um, constantly network. And you said volunteer. It's one of yeah. the things. Yeah. Just and get involved. Right. So I think the key being just get involved, right. It's get involved with your, with your school, get involved with your former college. Um, you know, just kind of being out there and, and putting yourself in position to meet as many people as you can um, volunteer at, at um, networking organizations, uh, just be, be as available. And again, a lot of this has to happen outside work hours, right? So you have to be kind of committed to it, right? Um, and, and again, that's where people that excel and people that are that that are, are making things happen in their community and in their company and all that, they're doing a lot of this work off, off hours. And so that's where you do some of your most powerful networking. And when you said do it like outside business hours, that totally makes sense because if you are like outside business hours, you're more in thinking like just natural interaction instead of like interaction to sell, uh, interaction to up them to something. So I, I also agree with that one. But Bob, do you have like a specific like tactics or tools that has been like effective for you in like growing a business? Uh, well, again, we're a small little company working to grow. Like we've grown, I think about 800% over the last three years, maybe a little bit more than that. And so, but we don't have a ton of resource. So we're under-resourced. Um, so you have to take advantage of every opportunity you can get. So what we do, um, I spend a lot of energy on you know, kind of free platforms, LinkedIn, um, delivering as much value and content as I can on even LinkedIn. And it's, I always tell people, it's amazing how that comes back. Right. So people, so people have learned more about our brand, um, just by, just by being visible and, and us being out there on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a fantastic resource, certainly for us, because a lot of people that we're selling to are on LinkedIn. So I believe in this idea of go where the clients are, go where the people who are going to make an impact on you. So they're in LinkedIn and they're also at these conferences and events. So we do conferences and events a little bit differently here. We don't make big investments in most conferences and events. We, we're not the company that will have a big booth or have a big presence or something like that. What I do is I do a lot of work in advance of the conference. I know who's there that I want to meet, and I will take a lot of time and energy in advance of the conference doing all I can to communicate with that person, to reach out to that person, to connect to that person, and to see if I can get them to agree to meet with me. So instead of standing behind a table or, a, or at a booth waiting for people to come to me, I choose to go to them. So I will, I'll just kind of walk around and I'll run around the whatever the event might be. And I'll typically go into an event with a list of 10, 20, 15 people that I know I want to meet, that I know are there. And I'll do everything I can to, um, to make sure I meet with them. I'll make sure I'm at the same lunch table or I'll make sure I'm in line with them at lunch or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of homework that goes into it. But, but working an event or a conference, um, 
the right way, I think you can do it super, super efficiently, super cost effectively, and very, very um, to, to, to basically very high productivity. That tip that you provided in there, it's it's pretty simple, but it's it's pretty powerful. You said it's cost effective, which is definitely right. Instead of like spending like a lot of money in a booth, you can just like do your homework and prepare like what value you can provide to these people that you're going to meet in the conference. So again, uh, that that's pretty amazing. And another thing, a lot of things that are uh, changing right now, they're saying that nothing is constant but change. One of the thing that doesn't really change is like the foundation that you have or like your your core principle. So not just with the company that you have right now, uh, but you personally, what is your like core foundation or the core principle that you have that brought you to where you are right now? It's a pretty general question, but no, I think it's a great question. I think it's really important, right? So I've worked for a lot of companies, right? I've worked for big companies. I've worked for companies that are VC backed and you know, some startups that have VC money. And, and to me, what I love about what we're doing right here at Mobile Locker is we, we're very, very founded in um, some very specific things. You know, we believe very, very fundamentally in people, um, in partnerships, and in, in, in our clients. And, and what that means is that we provide um, impeccable impeccable service. And so our clients, so I'm, I'm, an, I'm a, one of the owners of the company, the CEO and the founder of the company is the other owner of the company, right? Every single one of our clients has one of our, has both of our phone numbers actually. Um, and if one of us doesn't pick up, the other one does. So they, they have access to us no matter what time of day, no matter what the problem is, no matter what's going on. And, and we are incredibly responsive. And so from my perspective, foundationally, I believe in my heart of hearts that if you provide that level of service to every single person, every user, every client, um, that comes back. And, and we get a, an amazing amount of our business from referral. And, and if you know anything about the pharma business, it's a small community. So people go from company A to company B. It's not unlike tech, actually, but they go from company A to company B. And when they go from company A, who's a mobile locker client, to company B, who's not a mobile locker client, one of the first things they'll do is, is tell that company, you need to bring in mobile locker. And the main reason for that is that foundational belief that we have in making every client successful, every person successful that engages with our company, we go out of our way to make certain that they're successful. And that, that I think is foundational to everything we do here. And it's also cost-effective, like basically providing this... Um impeccable service that you're saying getting like a lot of referrals it's cost effective because it saves you a lot with marketing and it also allows you to build like solid relationship with other people so that's that's one of the things that's that's amazing on what you said and um another thing what advice can you give as what i've told you before we start this podcast majority of the uh, audience that we have are in software tech um sales and marketing and numbers of them are in small to medium-sized businesses. So again, it's a pretty generic question coming in. But what advice can you give to this uh, people if they wanted to drive growth to their business? I know the answer is already um, on the stuff that you said earlier, but I just want to like delve yeah. Into it. I mean, so it's hard. I always hate. I always hate it when like I, it's nothing wrong. With it. It's a great question, but I, I always hate when somebody asks me to give them advice because I always feel like I'm not I'm not qualified to give advice, frankly, because I'm still learning myself. 
Um, so every day I'm learning, I'm trying to get better every day and I'm seeking advice every day. So it's uncomfortable, obviously, when somebody asks you for advice. But um, the one thing I will say just, you know, is I, the things I kind of struggle through is probably a good way to answer the question. Um, there are many a days where you feel like you're not making progress, right? There are many a days where you're kind of like, man, I'm at this, I've done this so many times. I've tried this so many times and there are just there's times along the way. And I think this is in any sales job, frankly, where you're just kind of struggling and you think sometimes, is this working? Am I, am I executing the right things? Is my strategy sound? Um, and, and sometimes, I, you know, you have to just fight through that grind, right? Every day is a grind. Um, and sometimes you just have to fight through it. You have to fight through those times where you're uncertain, you're not sure. And then ultimately what tends to happen for me is that like something good will happen. So you'll be fighting through those times and you'll, you know, you'll kind of just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And then all of a sudden you'll have a couple of really good days and, and a couple of really good things will happen that seem kind of unrelated to the things you've been doing, maybe even related to something you did three, four months ago, right? But something will come back. So I guess if I had one thing to say to people who are kind of in this early stage to mid-stage startup mode is just keep at it, keep at the grind, um, you know, trust yourself, trust the process. Uh, and I think ultimately good things tend to happen. And I, I appreciate your transparency right there. And I think that's also the thing that these people or business owners needs to hear that it's not going to be easy. You no. need, you will be, you'll be chiseled. Um, you'll be burned in a very hot temperature with a lot of difficult things that you need to do, but you need to like keep on grinding, just keep on it and keep on doing it. And that's also one of the patterns that I saw with these like amazing business owners and a salesperson. It's just, it's not going to be easy. There's no like a magic trick that you can do to like to go through these things, but just, you need to go through it, like right yeah. straight to the hole. So yeah, I mean, I, it's, you, a, it's a simple, sorry, it, it's a simple thing to say, but mm -hmm. you know, if, if it, and everyone says it, but it's very, very true, right? There's no silver bullet. Um, and if this were easy, you know, everyone could do it, right? So it, it's not, it's that, and it's not for everyone, right? Because there are days, there are definitely days where you kind of have to, you know, pick yourself up and you have to say, you know, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right things? Um, and I guarantee that everyone who's growing a business has, has those days. Mm. I agree with that. And what you provided to us, again, the, the simplicity the more simple that you provide the answer, it means the more, the more like you know it. Like the the more like what do you call that one? I can explain it in words, but you're expert on the things that you're doing. That's why you can explain it simply. So what you provided to us is super insightful, and Bob, we can consider that one as a liquid gold. So if anybody wants to connect with you, reach out to you, partner with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, let's see, probably LinkedIn. So I'm at Bob Lemke on LinkedIn, just Bob Lemke, L-E-M-P-K-E. Um, so shoot me a note on LinkedIn. I'll connect, say, or heard me on the podcast, whatever it might be. I'll, you know, accept your connection. And then if they want to collaborate and all that, I'm super, super collaborative that way. Um, always willing to talk to people and, and network. Like I said, look, here's the thing about the networking thing, right? Somebody who comes along, who, who you look at and say, well, I don't know how this person can help me or how I can help them, but you just never know. So it's always nice to be kind, um, to accept people's connections. And again, uh, be open to collaboration and all of those things tend to come back, um, somewhere along the way. 
So again, I think LinkedIn is probably the easiest, fastest way to get a hold of me. I, I agree with that one. And that's where, where we're able to like reach out to you, to have you on our podcast. So that's the very thing that works for you, I believe. So guys, if you made it this far, uh, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you got any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or a review on where you get the podcast. And if there's someone in the midst of growing their business or like thinking about starting their business, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learn. Go ahead and implement and execute it and let us know how it goes. We also want to hear about your wins. So, Bob, thank you for being in our show and providing these um, super insightful information. Again, we just experienced um, another pour of liquid gold from an experienced individual like you. Appreciate Great. it a lot. Appreciate it a lot. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And for anyone that's listening, see you in the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>